I thought I was lost, but then I realized I was on an adventure finding myself. Welcome back to the Finding Myself podcast. I am Meredith Siget, your host at this podcast. And I do have to say, today I have a treat for all the listeners out there. Today you are going to get to meet one of the people that I have talked to both on this podcast and also talked about in my posts on social media. It is someone who has become such a great friend and so big in my circle of positivity that I wanted to introduce him to you. His name is Micah Roldan. Did I say Roldan? Roldan. I, as people know, I have some difficulty with name pronunciation, so thank you for correcting me. I just know you as Micah, not the formal. All right. That's formal. Formal. So as you can see, Micah and I have a great relationship. That's why I wanted to get him on this podcast. So how are you doing, Micah? Tired. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. It's been a lot of. It's, I'm. I'm glad to be here. We, like you said, we've been chit chatting for a while. Um, which, interestingly enough, we still got to get together for lunch because yes. in over a year or more, two, or almost two years now, we have yet to actually meet each other outside of virtual reality. So I'm, it's great to be here and chit chat about everything, and I'm excited. See that that is the crazy thing. So we met on a. Facebook podcasting group. You put a question out there and I answered the question and we just kept kind of going back and forth. And I'll be honest, I looked you up on social media and saw that you were local. So that was another like, oh gosh, this is a local podcaster, someone that I can talk to. And you ended up inviting me on your podcast to talk yeah. about coaching versus mentoring versus counseling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did mindset and goals. Yeah. yeah so we talked about the differences. Yeah, and which was a lot of fun. I remember not getting a lot of sleep that night. I think maybe we talked until two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that was outside of the the podcast. Yes. I think the, the podcast was only like an hour, but we were just chit chatting for the for like two or three hours. I think that night. Yes, which is is really crazy. Um, I did not anticipate that type of conversation or, to be honest with you, connection. Me either, because all the people that were, like, reaching out to me when I had posed the question about getting a guest were not really interested in the connection or conversation that I like to bring on my podcast or, like, you like to bring on your podcast. They're not interested in that. They were interested in the exposure um, of trying to get right. on another person's podcast. They didn't really care about what my podcast was about or they didn't really care if I was interested in their podcast as long as I gave them listens. And so it was just, it still was strange to find like the needle in the haystack of someone who was like, yeah, like, how are you? Like, who are you as a person? Because I don't want to just stamp my name on something, you know? Right. So I think we, we jumped a gun a little bit, but I want my listeners yes. to know who you are other than just a crazy person that I like to talk to and have long conversations with. <laughs> so I, I'm going to like put it out there to the listeners. So I asked Micah, how, like, how do you want me to introduce you? So, so oh, this is God. what he said. <laughs> I'm Micah. I like long meditation sessions on the beach and disappearing in the woods. I'm a Capricorn, which I thought was hilarious. I read it and was like, what are you, you're married? Are you, what are you looking for? But you did, you did give me some information. Yes. And I looked up, so I'm a Gemini. And I wondered, like, do our two signs, like, match up? You know, is a, a, a friendship or, or do we clash or what? And so I read that Capricorns and Gemini make a strong relationship and that they are both apt to do what makes them happy in their own corners of the world. Both can come together as long as some compromise. They keep their own world separate so that on rare occasions they can do their own thing. Which I think is pretty accurate. It is. It is. You and I support each other in what we're doing. But tip, like, look, it, this is the first time really, well, 
you've helped me out in a few areas. There's been a few times that we've come to come together to work together, um, but we really support each other in doing our own things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually a little creepy. <laughs> I, and I was, and I'm actually surprised because you know, like in astrology. And I love astrology for what it is. I don't like to get too deep into it because I think then it gets you a little cuckoo. Um, but for just as like a base, like eh, like this is just something fun to read. Uh, that's surprising that you're a Gemini because everything I read about Gemini's is like the the you know the two sides, like the two different mm-hmm. personalities, and you know all the you know everybody always says Gemini's are crazy, and I'm like ah no, it's, it's stupid. We are. <laughs> I. I have two different personalities. Everybody has a different personality. I have a different face for different people. It depends on how I vibe with you. That's everybody. That's human. Well, again, that's part of my hippy-dippy trippy side. I mean, Mm -hmm. I use the essential oils. I use crystals. I look for other ways. Yes. I had a guest on that, and and everyone knows, um, vibing on high is something that I say. And the energies, you know, you can't destroy energy, only transfer energies. And we Mm -hmm. all have our vibrations and our frequencies. Yes. That's actually science. That's been proven that we have different frequencies. (laughs) Our lungs uh, vibrate on a different frequency than our heart. Our uh, even our thoughts have their own frequencies. Oh, um, yes. And they, and they coincide with alpha, delta, theta, beta. Those are the different frequencies. They coincide with each frequency. And when you die, you no longer emit frequency. At least your body doesn't. So it's it's interesting. I, I, I do see the intrigue in it, and I do understand it, and it fascinates me. But then there's some – there's as the Capricorn, there's my grounded side, mm. the physical, the physical, the material and the tangible side. But like you said, then I have my other side that's my more whimsical and spiritual. And, yeah. But th- that's constantly clashing with my grounded intellectual side. Yeah. And analytical side. <laughs> well, as my listeners can tell, Micah is a talker. So you won't be surprised that he's a motivational speaker, a life coach, a mental health advocate. He, as we've talked about, he has his own podcast. He has his own YouTube channel. He is out there doing his thing. And he is also an author. So a very accomplished person in your own okay, right. You're, you're definitely, don't don't give me a big head. My head's already bad <laughs> as it is. <laughs> don't gas it up. Come on. But you, like, you have been doing some wonderful things. You have tried new things. You put yourself out there. And you just had, when when you became an author, I was like, what happened here? You jumped in head first and did it. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was a proud moment for me to, like, write my, I've written books in the past. And they've always been something that I've kept to myself. Writing has always been, like, my escape, my way of conveying my thoughts, you know, it's, it's such a deep thing for me when it comes to writing. So to, to have this piece of writing going a part of my thoughts, things that I've been through in my life, things I've seen other people go through and trying to help somebody else in their path and their life journey or finding themselves like was like a big accomplishment for me. Yeah. Maybe I didn't sell a lot of books, but it was still, it was still for me, the principle of the matter to be like, wow, I published this piece of work on my own, by myself. So, I don't know. I'm still proud of that. Oh, as you should be. I mean, it is amazing. I mean, I, I read the book. Um, I went through it, and I was very interested in it. The concepts that you put down were done in such a way that it was real. It was... That's, you know, that's how I am. I, well, and, and that... It, it is. And I mean, realistically free is your uh, podcast, is your YouTube channel. I mean, that's the words that you stick to. Um, So it it does, being real does um, identify you and your way of being. Yeah, for sure. And the book was that way. It was a nice kind of work book or work through it to just, as the, the title says, let go, be present. Mm-hmm. So it, it was great. It was great. 
Um, Which is on sale right now for 99 cents, just saying. (laughs) I got to throw it in there. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. I will definitely put that in the show notes. I will put all of this information in the show notes because I think uh, there's a lot of information that you put out there that people are looking for, to be really honest with you. Really, you know, the, the mental health advocate. You also like to mentor trans masculine individuals and I think that right now is very valuable Um, you and I have talked um, I work with young people who are are going through their journeys of trying to find out who they are are. Mm -hmm. I mean if you I mean everyone knows I'm a middle school counselor the middle school years are crazy. They're so, they, mm-hmm. they're so important, but they're so crazy just in the basics. Now let's mm-hmm. throw on, you know, family differences, lifestyle differences, not understanding, you know, who I am um, truly, and then all the influence of who people think you should be. Mm-hmm. And then that's the time when we start to develop in puberty specifically so now you have to add in their sexuality gender gender expression because those are two different things the way that you express your gender and the way that you identify as your gender right so you there's like you said you got family issues you know you're trying to do good in school there's peer pressure you're just trying to find yourself in that and there's so much going on that it's such an important uh, important gap of time and yeah go ahead i was just gonna say as you're saying there's so many layers yes that when two layers don't quite meet up evenly which is very common there's a lot of tension there's a lot of friction there's a lot of questioning and confusion Mm -hmm. um so like it's a difficult time and then just to put some um extra I don't, I don't even want to say extra layers because we're all trying to figure out, you know, our identity, what it means to be our gender, mm-hmm. um, you know, the relationship and sexuality thing of it. We're all trying mm-hmm. to figure that out in some form or fashion. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really challenging. So I, I applaud you for being a positive voice. For someone, you know, that, that needs information, because you're, you're great with information, um, acceptance, and being real. Yeah, it's really no nonsense over there. It really is. But and the, but see, that's why I appreciate what you do, knowing that, like, you you being a school counselor and working with that, that time frame, that's crucial time frame for kids. Um, I tend to deal with more – I've dealt with some – teenagers within like 16 and 18 maybe 19 being you know still teenager um and that i've kind of noticed that's such a different space to navigate because it's not like when i'm talking to someone who is 22 23 or even sometimes older than i am i can be a lot more blunt i can be a lot more straightforward i can be a lot more um I don't want to say harsh, but I feel like that's the only word I can use is harsh. I can just say it how it is and still be compassionate, not be mean. You know what I mean? Not be a, a, a mean person or be malintended. And they'll kind of find a way to figure that out. But when you're talking to someone who's 16, 17, 18, in that crucial, fragile period of time, I've learned that I have to really kind of change my tone. I have to be more compassionate. I have to be more open-minded to what they're saying because they're trying to figure it out in their 16 year old brain that has not experienced what I have experienced yet or have experienced life and you know it's a scientific fact your brain is not fully developed until you're 25 so it's a I think that it's important that we have more people like you like I to talk to these kids teenagers in this crucial space where we can show that compassionate but we can also show tough love yeah. And find a way to kind of help them through navigate whatever situation they're going through. Obviously, I'm not a therapist. You know, I'm not I'm not licensed or anything like that. I just deal with people who are walking similar paths that I have, whether it be people of color who are living in disenfranchised areas 
you know, urban areas, um, religious family. I mean, you, I've, I got all of it basically over there. And I've had a lot of that experience myself as a, as a young person of color, you know? So I, I, I like that I can kind of navigate them in a different way from where I went when I was 15 and 16 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you just put some extra layers on that. You know, mm-hmm. when we have the, the cultural expectations, mm-hmm. uh, guidelines, whatever you want to call it, then you brought in religion. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there really are so many layers to one person. And for a young person to navigate all of that... Um, and feel a lot of times feel that they're alone in that navigation, mm-hmm. and just feel overwhelmed. Oh yes. I mean, as I mean, you know, as older, you know, older people ourselves. I mean, not that we're that old, but still, just being older, there's still so many layers to life, and a lot of this doesn't have to be complicated. It's just that that's a part of the human condition. We have to overcomplicate everything. Yes. Overanalyze everything. Which, okay, you, you bring up us and older. I, I just have to kind of get that out there. So you really don't remember how old I am. Even if I did, I wouldn't say that. That would be that would not be gentlemanlike to say what your age is on a public platform narrative. <laughs> but I have put my age out there. Um, I remember. It, what was it, like 45? I, Wasn't well, it? I swear it was like 45. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet. I turned 44 this year. Okay, so I was close. But, See, it, but now, now I look rude because I just said you were old. No, you were. not at all. <laughs> no, I. So we'll let the listeners in. So as we were preparing for this podcast and, and going back and forth, uh, I I thought I was giving Micah a compliment about being that young generation and how he says things, and he's like, "What do you mean? Aren't you a millennial?" And I you like we are. I, I'm a gen. I'm a Gen Xer. I don't, think you're, I don't think you're Gen X. Now we're going to Google this. We're going to verify this. Oh. I, wanna, I think you're a millennial, Meredith. I, 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 I will fully disagree. I do not fit that category. But I... Okay, and we're going to find out. I'm, I'm totally okay. I mean, if you remember, my first podcast was the, the 25 meets 40. So people have known I'm in my 40s. And I, I kind of shocked you, didn't I, saying that technically I think I could would be your mother yes i would have been a very no. young mother no but no, no i just i just know that my you mother is, my mother is 55 oh i'm so just saying technically you would have had to been like you would have had to been like 16 to have me which is... i mean that's i mean i mean that's not like unfathomable i mean it happens all the time but well I, and you know my my sister courtney who i did the 25 meets 40 with it was 15 years younger than me. And, and when I was uh, pushing her stroller or playing with her in the park, there were people who thought that she was mine. Her mother. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, the, I, I want to laugh. The, the boy who sat next to me in algebra class saw us at the mall and looked at me and said, is she yours? And I'm like, you sat next to me all year in math class. Did I look like <laughs> I was pregnant? Bump? When did you ever see the bump? <laughs> yes. So I wanted to be like, do you know how babies are made? Maybe you need to go back to health class. So. Well, you know, our, our educational system in the U.S. is not that great. So a lot of schools don't do sex ed or really they do anything to tell us about that. So right. he probably didn't know how babies were made. He probably thought the stork dropped them off. Oh gosh! All right, but in <laughs> in you know saying that, so you know we're identifying that there is an age gap between us, which I think is is one of the surprising things with our relationship that we just clicked so fast and so easy. Uh, okay. I can I can give you that, and that might be one of the the reasons. Um, <laughs> Trauma. <laughs> um, but it's funny, I, and I don't know if you've thought about this in you know putting together this podcast and and talking about you in the past. Um, I've tried to figure out and label like what our relationship is, and 
I, I mean, between you've been an accountability partner for me, you, you know, have been a um, client of my coaching, um, a fellow podcaster. You know, I almost want to be like, you're my little brother, but I can't, it's not even that because I see you. Your darker, not <laughs> your darker half younger brother. <laughs> But I, I, I'm like four shades, five <laughs> shades darker than you are. <laughs> yes, I am ghost white, and you are not. <laughs> are you trying to make no, fun just, of me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but in the, I think in the expression of being the younger sibling, there's a, a power indifference or a status indifference, and Power's I don't. Balance. Yeah, I don't see you as that. Because there are a lot of times you are teaching me on different things. So oh, I can't yeah, even... talk about marketing and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it's not that, you know, I'm in this position as a mentor to you or anything. Because a lot of times you've mentored me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, I don't know how to, like, label this. Other than we've really created a friendship. Um based on a mutual respect and interest in each other and supporting each other. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know why I think some, some somewhere in the mind you want to label it because I think it makes the most sense, but it really doesn't have to have one. Like you said, other than just like, we're just cool. You know, we just vibe. You yeah. can still learn something from the generation that came after you, just like I can learn something from the generation that came before me. And I think that that's what's so awesome about your podcast is the conversations that you have with so many different types of people. And it, it just constantly can show people that you can still learn something from someone who's different from you, whether it be age, cultural difference, sexuality, religion, whatever the difference is, there's a commonality somewhere. We are more similar than we are different. Right. Which let's, let's it, skip over because one of our points that we wanted to talk about today was, you know, how social media can connect us to other people that are like-minded. We can use YouTube and what I just kind of generally call Cyberland to... Cyberland. Yeah. I'm going to use that from now on. Cyberland. Cyberland. Um, I think that's actually a term um, in the musical Rent um, that they, they use, but... It is, it is a place to not only get information and knowledge, but you can get connection through the technology if you do it the right way. If you find those people who, I don't want to see like-minded as far as like we all think alike and that we have one in, you know, one intention, you know, one purpose, but People who are looking to better themselves, to have positive mindsets, uh, to explore themselves and do uh, self-development. And they, we want to take this journey together. You can find that through the social medias. I think that's a double-edged sword, okay. unfortunately. I do think that social media can be a way where you can connect with people, but social media can also be a tool where you feel connected to someone that you're really not right because it's all virtual and the way that you can vibe with someone online like through a text message on a phone call watching them sometimes it's very different than your energy when you're around that person and some people you know unfortunately we live in a crazy world so people use social media sometimes for the wrong thing so you have to be like on your guard it's not like when you meet someone in person you can automatically just as humans like you said those vibrations we pick up and sense how that other person really is and we have that instinct about another person if that makes sense you, you you can't get that through social media i do think that it can be a good place where you can build communities and build um virtual relationships with people and maybe if you want to in the future like we were talking about going for lunch but we've also talked for over a year right you know like you've seen my wife i've seen you know i've seen your, your children <laughs> so like there's We've built an, a, a certain amount of trust and respect over a period of time where it's like, okay, like this this was this was a good one. But like you said, I've met some weirdos online. I've had stalkers online. I've you know I'm sure you've had your fair yes. share of weirdos. And so you've got to be careful. 
but it can be a good it could be a really really good place if you go into it realistically and smart and i i agree with you you have to know yourself and the connections that you're making i mean one i'm always going to say practice cyber safety do not be giving your personal information out to people mm-hmm. phone numbers there are so many things that you can do technology wise where you're not Just giving a phone number right that you're not giving your phone numbers out you're not giving your locations out i think you know anyone who's doing any type of um business social media accounts you're getting bombarded with people who don't have good intentions with you um so you have to be careful about that if you go in with this open heart that may cause you some problems um and that's i think you said it perfectly if knowing yourself it being self-aware where are you mentally when you're going on these online spaces trying to find someone because that's going to dictate your level of instinct as well you know what i mean so if you're a type of person already who's lonely or you're feeling lonely or you're feeling depressed or you're feeling sad first off you need to speak with a mental health professional you need to speak with a therapist someone who can walk you through all of that don't go looking for a stranger online to fill that part of you because there's not a hole to be filled there's baggage to be processed you don't, you don't you don't need you don't need any more holes you don't you don't have any holes you don't need any more things to fill it there's things you got to let go of when you get up online trying to talk to people you know and i think that's part of the reason why like we've connected because yeah we have our issues as individuals because we're people you're always going to have something going on in your life but i did we didn't come into this relationship seeking something from one another having an expectation of one another and we didn't come in with malintent and so i think it helps because you know, you're self-aware, you know what you were looking for going on, going online. You're looking for, for guests for your podcast to connect with other like-minded people and build your circle of positivity. I was going into it with the mindset of, I want to meet new people. I want to learn more things. I want to meet different kinds of people. I want to talk to different kinds of people. I want to be able to mentor people. I have something to offer to people, but I also know when it's time to turn that, put that wall back down and turn it off and say, okay, I can back away from this because I recognize that my life, air quotes, my life in in this virtual space is going to be different from my life outside of this virtual space. You have to have essentially two different personalities and ways of acting, you know? Right. No, it's interesting. Like I have met a few local people who I follow on Instagram. Uh, A few of them I only knew on Instagram. So then when I met them, it was like, hey, how you doing? So how was that trip? And it was like, hold on a minute. I don't really know you. I know a lot about you, but I really don't have that place to act like, hey, because you don't even know my name really. And that that that's really interesting when we do share about our lives. Um, but there is like there is that wall there and you need to respect it mm-hmm. um i mean i've thought about there was one day i saw someone out in public that looked like you and i had to do a double take <laughs> and i thought about it and i'm like what would i do if i saw him just randomly out in public would i, I run well, no, I was like, you find me? No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Would I run up to him and be like, Micah, oh my gosh. Or would that freak you out? Um, I would say it depends on who it is. You see what I mean? <laughs> so like if you, if you would have, if I'd see you and you know, we, we really don't live that far from each right. other. So it, it wouldn't be like, so like out of the ordinary to like see each other passing by somewhere. I would not be like, oh my God, like, why are you, why are you, like, why are you saying anything to me? We've had some pretty deep conversations that if I, and, and like I said, that there's that respect and there's like, there's almost like that familial, yeah. or like you said, like that sibling type of vibe that I wouldn't be like, oh my God, like, why are you walking up to me? But we've built that over time. Now I, I've had guys, you know, reach out to me on Instagram, you know, through my mentorship through my YouTube channel and I mentor them and I'll talk with them and I'll, you know, and they call me big bro. You saw the post I made right. on, on Instagram where someone literally said that I was like a father figure to them. At first, that was a very strange feeling to think that these people who they see me, 
They hear me on, on the podcast. They see my face on YouTube. They're learning about my life through the internet. I don't, I've never met you. I've never, I don't know what you look like. I don't know what you sound like. I've never had a, a Zoom call with you. So like not even a video chat to have anything to go off of. So when they reach out to me, sometimes I have to, I'm, I'm a little taken back. Like, wow, you really feel this way about me. And I'm, I'm glad that you do. I'm glad you feel that you have someone that you can look up to and that can show you that love and compassion. But you also have to, it sometimes feels a little weird because I'm like, there has to be a line where that you know that I got a lot of love for you because I love everybody, but I don't know you to like that extent. So now if some random subscriber that I've never got a chance to speak with like this on a personal level came up to me and was like, oh my God, Micah, I'd freak out. I'm not even gonna lie. I'd be freaked out. I'd, I'd be like, oh my God, like I don't like back up. I'm just a normal person. You get them. Not that I'm famous, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a normal person. Whereas you and I, we've built that relationship over time. If you st- saw me in Wally World, I'd be like, "What's up?" Ah! I'd be screaming too. <laughs> I'd be walking with, I'd be walking with Damaris, like, "Yo, it's Meredith." <laughs> <laughs> even, even, and, and I think you've only talked to my wife like once, once or twice. Yeah. And even, even now, she'd be like, "Hey, how's Meredith doing? Have you spoken to Meredith lately?" Like, it's just like normal. You know, it's not. It's like you've become a friend. It's like who cares? Yeah. You know? Well, I do follow her on social media too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know, you know where we're at all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it is an interesting, you know, concept because we are just normal people, um, mm-hmm. but we do. I mean, I talk to people all over the world. Yeah. Um, and you know, some people I have been talking to for a couple of years now. So it is, you know, a bit weird, um, but it's it's nice to have these connections. And I, I have met people in other parts of the world that, I, you know, I jive with, I've learned a lot from, you know, we've been able to maybe collaborate or just share experiences with each other, with which without the internet and social media, I wouldn't have had that chance. So I, I do appreciate that. That's why I said I think it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Because it can be a beautiful thing. I, I'm grateful for the, you know, the people who come to me and they're, they're like, it's humbling. Like, you know, I'm still, I'm just a normal person. But it also kind of reinforces the work that you and I do through our social media, through our, our, our podcast, and through all of these different mediums that we're using it kind of reinforces why we need to be doing what we're doing because people need it. Right. And we can be that for them and we can be the normal person to let them know, like, I'm just like you, just like every other person you look up to, they're just like you or they were in your shoes at some point. But now that you're talking, that you have access to me in a way that some of these other people don't, they're, you know, they live in Hollywood and Beverly Hills behind 30 feet, gates you know what i mean they, they'll never say hi to you you write me on instagram i might be like hey what's up i mean i get back to you right away because i have a life outside of social media and all the things that i do but you know i think that's why it's, it's an awesome thing that it can connect people the way that it does but you just got to be careful with how you do it yeah i don't know well i don't know if you have this i don't i don't even know if we're connected on linkedin even if you are on linkedin i don't have a linkedin i don't know how linkedin works i'm like the least professional person in the world you know this yeah I, i'm like i've literally only not sweared because you've asked me not to. <laughs> <laughs> so like the last thing i'm gonna do is have a linkedin account okay i'm not but i'm I mean, not gonna be up in there in a suit you know on linkedin then this, not me. this might surprise you the biggest creepers that I've ever had were on LinkedIn. I, that doesn't surprise me. I get them all the time. It's a facade. And I and I have had, I mean, I had someone send me pictures of something oh, that okay. I did not want to see. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. On on the unsolicited, how oh, I, we, I I got you. I, I think the audience got you too. I was just like, wow. So LinkedIn, I'm I'm that's that is probably that's done, the, that's done for you. The, it's the social media that I am just really leery about, which is I think funny because you know Instagram has its creepers, but LinkedIn has it is far worse for me. I've had the worst experiences on Facebook. I like, mm. I basically just stay away from Facebook at this point. I mean, I've had people 
you tell me to kill myself. I've had people like find me on YouTube, on Facebook and share my, my stuff with people. And, you know, just crazy. Like the weirdos are all on Facebook. Like it's a lot of weirdos on Facebook. So Facebook makes me the most leery, um, which is why I kind of stick to Instagram. There's a lot more, you have a lot more control over your page on Instagram, I think, than you do on Facebook. On Instagram, if they're not following you and you don't approve them to follow you, they can't share any of your stuff. They can't see any of your stuff. And you know, the picture is so damn small. Like, what are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? So uh, I find Instagram to be the easiest for me. And I like that, you know, you can easily block people from, from seeing your stuff, from sharing your stuff from messaging you. I mean, you have so, I feel like you have so much more control as a content creator on Instagram than you do on Facebook. See, and I learned this from the, the younger generation, how to navigate all this. Cause half of what you're saying, I'm like, huh, really? Okay. We'll talk about that. I, I only learned that because I had to, because I got to, I, well, I told you that story. Yeah. I had a crazy, crazy, per, a crazy girl literally like just stalking me for months, for months, uh, probably for years, but um, it got pretty intense and see, I'm a crazy person. So, um, put it this way. I, I did, I did, I did my own things and I found out who they were and where they lived and what their phone. I mean, I found it, like you said, it's very easy to find someone on the internet. It is. So I was like, I, I found all the information. I screenshotted it and I sent it to the fake page that this person was using to harass me. And I said, I know who you are too. I know where you live too. I know this, 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 and this, and this. Leave me alone. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that situation has been put well, to bed. Well, you already know I got rid of Facebook at that yeah. point because it was like, this is crazy. But anyway, we yeah. had a, another point for this, for this uh, episode about mindset. Well, that's true. We're going to transition because that is the one thing you and I have talked about that's a bit of what originally drew us together was mindset and being that accountability partner with each other um, really has helped us keep a good positive mindset. When I am down, you infuse the positive mindset and reframe things. You are huge at reframing things. Sometimes I want to be like, hey, stop. I want to be, I want to wallow. You know, that's valid though. Uh, and, and you talked about that with positive toxicity, like mm-hmm. toxic, like that toxic positivity, because as humans, you have to feel, sometimes you're going to feel bad things and you have to allow yourself the space. And you know, this as a counselor, you have to allow yourself the space to feel those emotions. Don't get stuck in the emotions, but feel those emotions, process it, let go of those emotions. And if you're constantly trying to reframe everything to be positive, it does become toxic because really you're just kind of repressing Yes. All of those those emotions, you're not allowing yourself the space to feel them, process them, and then like let them go back out there and, and move on with your day. So I think I try to keep a, like a balance when, when, when we talk about certain things. I try to be positive and reframe things, but I also try to be realistic and being like, yeah, it's valid. It's okay. You know, I've said that. It's okay to feel that way. Just don't stay there. Yes. I, in my head, I, I think of like, it's okay to feel them. But to sit in them and do the backstroke in those feelings really isn't in your best interest. You know, we, we wanna we wanna feel it, we wanna have a, a specific amount of time that and the time depends on what you're going through. Um, but then there is a point where we need to move on and find that way to move on and uh, grow from the experience that happened. So did, oh go ahead. No, you go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to ask if you had, you know, any of those t- tried and true tips on helping to have that positive mindset or things that you found in your work that come up to be true in so many situations. What I found, and this is going to sound probably like crazy, is being honest. Okay. It's being honest. And what I mean by that is, I'm honest with myself and I'm honest with other people, right? So when I'm feeling negative and I have like negative thoughts, like we all have them, right? And you know, I struggle with bipolar disorder. So I, you know, I get very depressed sometimes. I mean, you've seen some of those when I lost all that weight and I got real like depressed and sick. And um, what I've learned was being honest with myself in those moments and being 
being sometimes harsh with myself, that brutal honesty. So when I'm feeling like I don't want to get out of bed and I don't want to go to work because I'm depressed, let's just use that as an example. Okay. I'm like, I would tell like, yeah, I feel the, I'm not depressed. I feel depressed. There's a difference. I don't identify with that feeling. I don't identify with that mental illness. I don't identify, I don't cling to that identity. Right. Because that's another thing we do sometimes with our minds, right. Is we start to cling to these feelings and they become a part of our identity. And that's what kind of puts us in like a victim mentality or I'm a failure. I'm broken. I can't be fixed. Exactly. It's the I am statements that we don't realize are so powerful versus I feel versus versus I am. Yeah. Right. So I feel sad right now, but I'm going to be all right. Like, cause I will be like, it's just, just how I'm feeling right now. Like I will be okay. That's not a lie. I don't know when I'm going to be okay, but I will be okay. You know what I mean? So it, this, there's a harsh honesty too of recognizing when I'm putting myself in victim mentality. When I'm telling myself I'm a failure, um, I, I can't do this, or you know, I let people down, I'm disappointment, I'm this, I'm that, whatever it is, it's the harsh reality of like I'm not those things. Like why are you why are you identifying with that? That's not who you are, right? And also, what I mean by that harsh honesty is sometimes recognizing when we play a role in a lot of the things that happen in our lives. It's not about victim blaming. It's about having accountability and responsibility to your, your health mentally, emotionally, physically, right? So one thing I've noticed with a lot of the guys I'll mentor is, and, and you know, it happens. Some guys give me a lot of pushback and they don't want to hear it no matter what right. I say, no matter, and you know this as a coach and as a guidance counselor, no matter what you say, they will not get out of that headspace. And that's where I said that harsh honesty, that self-awareness comes in because it's not that they don't know it's true. It's they're not willing to admit it to themselves in a lot of situations. They're not ready to cross that bridge. Right. They're not ready to get through that. Right. So when it comes to like, I, I had a guy, you know, not, you know, I'm not I'm all about privacy, so we're not going to put any names out, but I had a guy that I was mentoring and we were talking about uh, dysphoria. Okay. And so just like a quick synopsis of what that is, is basically, a distress, right? Feeling distressed. It's typically around your one's gender. So they'll call it gender dysphoria. Um, but it's really just an intense feeling of distress. That's all dysphoria is an intense feeling of distress. And, you know, he was talking about what he was feeling and how he was feeling and why he was feeling this way. And so I said to, I said to him, I'm like, okay, but you're already working on that. Like you got to, you're, you're, you're talking to your doctor. You're trying to get a game plan. You're potentially in the process of surgery. You're doing, and I'm, I started naming all of the things that he had told me himself he was already doing to solve it, right? So I said, try this, try, you know, I gave him some tips of things to try to kind of combat dysphoria. Again, I'm not a therapist. And I told him I'm not a therapist. I can just tell you what I did. And these are the things that you could do. I'm, we're clean, keeping it clean, so I'm not going to say those things. Right. But told told him what to do and he said i don't want to he literally told me i don't want to hear that that's not going to work i've tried that that's not going to work that doesn't work that doesn't work i said it doesn't work because you don't want it to work you'd rather stay where you are and feel the way that you do because that's what you know yeah there's comfort there's comfort for in that it's the known versus the unknown i'd rather stay this way because i know this but if i change who will i be now who will i be then how will I feel then? Right? So I think the biggest thing is just being, being honest with yourself and, and recognizing what you control and what you don't control. Oh, yes. That recognizing what you control and don't control. That is, is big because our feelings, a lot of times, as you're saying, is wrapped around our fears, the unknown. There are things within that that we can control and things that we can't control. Um, I mean, just using the pandemic as an example. Mm. There were a lot of things that we had no control over. Uh, we wanted to. We wanted to know when it was going to end, when we were going to have the vaccines, you know, when things were going to open back up, uh, when, you know, the local Walmart was going to have toilet paper again. There's so many <laughs> yeah. things that we wanted to know. 
But we didn't have control over when the toilet paper would come in, when the vaccines were going to be available, when we could, because of our own makeup, get the vaccine. Um, but we had to think about what did we ha- what did we have control over? Washing our hands, you know, sticking with our family, uh, making sure we were doing the things that helped us stay safe, um, helping our mental health, uh, exercising, journaling, meditating, whatever that may be. So I, I completely agree with you on that as far as staying in that you know positive mindset based on the reality, what we realistically can control, um, the reality of that there are feelings and not us. And I, I understand with your example of what that harsh reality is. Um, you might call it harsh reality, but... It's just truth. It is. It's the truth. But a lot of people like take their feelings to... Again, like you were, they identify with their feelings yeah. so strongly that it, it, to them, it becomes harsh. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna hurt you. It's gonna hurt. And you know, people are adverse to change because of pain, hurt. They're afraid of right. what's on the other side of that. Oh yeah. Right. So that's why I say harsh truth, harsh reality. But in reality, it's just the truth. The truth of the matter is, you you can only do what you can do right now. That's all you can do. Right. You can only control you you can't control everything that's happening around you but you can control how you respond to the things that are happening around you that's just the reality of it and i think another tip i would give is mindfulness definitely when you brought up the pandemic that that that's definitely something that i struggled with a lot in the beginning of this pandemic was i'm a control freak i know that about myself i can be honest with myself and say i am a control freak i like to know I want to. I want to schedule. I want to know where I'm going, where I'm, when I'm going, how long I'm going to be there, what time is this, what time is. I I like to control. I try to control everything in my world, and that's not realistic. It's just. It's not. It's not realistic. And so when this pandemic hit, I was like, I lost my. Sh- I lost it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I lost it because, for one, for one, you know, I had. I have gotten to a place in my life, like mentally emotionally, spiritually, where I can honestly say like, I'm in the happiest place that I've ever been in my life. So it was the first time in my life where I genuinely felt afraid to die. Okay. That's just being honest. It was the first time in my life where I was afraid to die. And and then it hit me. I don't control anything. Mm -hmm. That was what I know that sounds scary and it was really scary for me in the beginning to realize I really don't control anything. I really don't have as much control as I think I do. Right. And so it took me a couple weeks to get through that couple, maybe even a couple months to recognize how like in reality, I really don't control anything. But then there was something so freeing about realizing I don't control anything. You know what I mean? Like I could just sit back and I could do my, I started doing more of my meditations, even when I was eating, just mind being mindful, enjoying every single present moment, whether I was out hiking or, you know, uh, fishing or just sitting at home with my wife and watching, like I was, I was taking in every single moment in that present because in my mind it was like, it doesn't really matter what happened yesterday. Tomorrow doesn't exist, but if I do die tomorrow, I enjoyed this right now. Yeah. Instead of worrying about what happened yesterday or worrying about what will happen tomorrow, I am enjoying right now. So I think that's a huge, huge part in reframing your mindset when you recognize you don't control anything. You can really only control how you respond to things, being mindful and being self-aware and being honest with yourself, honest when you're screwing the pooch. So I, I had to be honest with myself, you know? Yeah. I And as you're talking, um, you just described your book, Let Go, Be Present. Oh, I, I kind of did. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but I totally did. You totally did. <laughs> no, no, no plug intended. No plug intended, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to all my listeners, you know why, you know, Micah is doing awesome with his podcast, his YouTube channel, and his book, uh, because 
He doesn't just talk the talk, but he also walks the walk. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I hate the grifters, the people <laughs> who, who say, yeah, do this, do that, and but who won't be honest about, hey, I'm depressed sometimes. I get depressed sometimes. I feel depressed sometimes. I feel angry sometimes. I feel like a control freak sometimes. I feel a lot of things. I'm human, but I'll be upfront about it. I feel those things, but they don't control me. And this, this, I feel them. They're not a part of me. They're not who I am. Right. I choose who I am. We all choose who we are and what we choose to do. You know, that's all you really have control over is what you do. Right. That's all, that's all you got. And that, I mean, that definitely is, is part of mindset is those choices. We have a choice of whether we're going to be positive or negative. Uh, I just, you know, pulled a quote off of the internet, you know, mindset. It's all about mindset. From the moment you wake up to the moment you rest your head at night, everything is up to you. Your emotions, your thoughts, your perspective, and your reaction every moment. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yes. That's true. Like that, and there's science behind that. You, I mean, you, you, you went to school, so you know there's science, the reticular activa- activating system and how when you give your brain a command, it's that part of your brain is constantly looking for the answer. So you, so it's even in your subconscious, it's looking for the answer. So if you wake up and you're like, I'm going to have a horrible day today, guess what? Your brain's going to be looking for the horrible day because you gave your brain a command and your brain has to follow through with that command. And that's another thing that a lot of us, a lot of people don't realize our brain is a tool. We, yes, it does a lot of, has a lot of functions and, does a lot of things without us thinking about it and all those things, but you had to train your brain to do that thing right. at some point in time. When you brush it, when you learn to brush your teeth, you had to learn how to do that, and then now you can do it on autopilot. You probably brush your same your teeth the same way every single day because <laughs> you don't think about it anymore. Your brain has freed up space for you to do other things because you've already taught it what to do. It's the same thing with your day. It's the same thing with your mindset. If you're training your brain to constantly look for negative, your brain will find something negative. If you, it's just like if when you get a new car and you're looking at, you know, and all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. Yeah. Because it's in your back. Your, it's because it's in the back of your mind. You've said, oh, I like this car. I have, I look at this. I want that car. That's why this, you know, vision boards. That's why vision mm-hmm. boards are, are so powerful. That's why writing your vision down is so powerful because you are literally telling yourself and telling your brain, find a way to make this happen. And then in everything you do, your brain's going to be looking for opportunities to make that happen. So the choice is yours. Like you said, you, <laughs> what are you going to do with that? You're going to, decide to have a horrible day or you're going to decide to have a good day. Right. And I love that the mindset, it doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't no. take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of strength. The A child can do it. An adult can do it. An elderly person can do it. It doesn't care about skin color. It doesn't care about mm-hmm. wealth. I mean, it is something we all can do to have that positive mindset and to choose because I, I get it. And I've, I've said this before on the podcast. It's something that I say to my students at school, crap happens in life. There's nothing that I can do. You can do, or the person down the street can do to make it that no crap happens, but it's all how we respond to that crap. We can sit in it or we can grow from it. So it's that having that mindset of, yes, this is crappy right now, but I'm going to be successful in spite of the crap that I'm experiencing. I choose to grow. I'll take you a step further. What can you learn from it? Yeah. What can you learn from it? And that's Because there's been some horrible stuff, and I'm sure your life and my life, everybody got something. Everybody has baggage. everybody not there's not one person in the world that don't have some type of baggage yes it's interesting do you want to carry yeah you're making me think of a meme that i saw on uh, i think it was facebook recently where um twins grew up with a narcissistic mother and they took different paths so same mother same environment born at the same time, um, they took two different paths and they asked each other, how did you end up this way? And one said, I watched our mother. The other one said, 
I watched our mother. They learned either how to be or how not to be. And that's the that's the crazy thing about our minds and as, just as humans, how we can all see the same thing and interpret it in different ways. We literally can see the same thing and interpret it. And if it could be five people looking at the same situation and you'll get five different interpretations of that same situation. Yeah, it's just so interesting, so fascinating how that happens. Yeah. But it is it's going to be dependent on your choices. That's really what it comes down to is your choices. Yeah. Well, you Micah. Know? I have enjoyed so much talking with you. We could go on. <laughs> It'll be yes, another 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, I know you're recording later, so I want to make sure I give you enough time to get set for that. But would you tell my audience where they can find you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm realistically free on all platforms, Instagram, YouTube, and um, anywhere you get your podcast. I slack on my podcast, not even going live, but if you come to my YouTube channel, it's always popping over there videos every Tuesdays and I do a live stream every Friday night at 9:30 Eastern Standard Time. Come through, ask questions and just vibe out with us. All right, that sounds good. So, I again, I can't believe it's taken this long for me to get you on the podcast. You busy. You busy, that's why. You're always busy. You you, you get you had your schedule packed, I remember. You <laughs> yes. had your schedule packed. That's, yes. that's that's how that episode about burnout came because you had your schedule packed with like guest after guest after guest. Yes. Yes, it is. Definitely. You've, you've seen me through all those phases. But I'm glad that I got you on here so that we could talk and that my audience can meet you. Because I've talked about you, I've brought you up, um, but you're, you were the one person that I talked about that hadn't been on my podcast yet. So I'm so glad that I finally got you on. And we will. We're going to do lunch. We have to get together yes. and, and do lunch so we can actually say we know each other in real life. Right. Air quotes. Right. Yes. IRL. Yes. IRL in real life. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to sign off for today. And Micah, I will talk to you later in my audience. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Finding Myself. If you like what you heard, please leave a review. If you have a question or a suggestion, feel free to email me at findingmyselfpodcast at gmail.com. I also invite you to be part of our Finding Myself community on Facebook. There you will have access to more resources, more suggestions, more information, and the opportunity to be part of discussions. Please meet us back here next time. Yes, but like okay. there, I have no choke and, and you can check my podcasts in all my episodes and see the two different personalities. I have this very hippy dippy trippy free love, you know, tree hugging, you know, run through the streets naked kind of side. <laughs> I thought you said this is a clean podcast. I know. You're I shouldn't have said that. If any of my students are listening, that's not true. But but I have the side that is very rule-bound, that I have to follow all of the rules. It's very, you know, black and white, cut and dry. So together, they balance each other. But then the one side needs permission from the other side to do their thing. So. But, I mean, that's just people. I don't think that's just, I don't think that's because of your astrology. Uh, I think there's more to it. Again, that's my hippy-dippy trippy side. No, I agree. Like I said earlier, (laughs) I think there is some, I think there is some interesting, um, there is some interesting parts about astrology that really do get me fired up. And I think I like the idea of the different constellations and them being in a perfect, perfect alignment on the date time and, you know, geological location of your birth and how that affects you and how the, I mean, I, I would think it'd be kind of silly not to believe that the environment around us doesn't somehow influence us. So I, I, I can agree, but just to a certain extent, it starts to feel like more of like, a, uh, what do you call it? Like, like almost like tarot card reading, you know, like it, it kind of becomes a little like, you know, Miss Cleo.
No, it's funny that you're you're saying exactly what I've been thinking recently because I've been approached by quite a few people that I don't think have any clue what my podcast is about. It's just that it's a podcast. Um, and I, I think that's a little challenging. Like, do your homework before you approach someone and make sure that your message is really uh, meaningful to the podcast you want to be on. Mm-hmm. I think there has to be a level of professionalism, like knowing, meeting another podcaster and wanting to know that when you're going to get on that podcast, like you said, you agree or at least have a common ground. You respect their work. They respect your work. And there's that level of professionalism and connection. If that's not there, then it's like we, we can't we, we can't have a an episode together. We just can't. Right. 